Here we are with <coughs> Star Trek Adventures Intergalactic Season 1, Episode 1. I am Devin, the whatever the term for Star Trek Adventures storyteller is, and to my left we have X playing Y. Nicole playing Ivic Durrell, the Chief Medical Officer. Kevin playing Karas, the Captain. Peter as Tanax Quek, the Chief Security Officer. Ian as Takis, the Chief Engineer and Operations Manager. Perfect. Alright, gang. So, we have previously had an introduction episode that talked about the premise of this game and what we're doing here. How we're basically redoing episodes of Star Trek Voyager, a show that was on the air like 20 years ago and people loved, hated. It was alright. It happened. It's both. Both. Even I love and hate it. It happens. Yep. So, uh, oh, um, episode one, season one, episode one, Parallax. Yep. All right. All right. Parallax. Our episode opens in the USS Voyager. Pan two, a single room. It is the med bay. There is bright, even TV lighting on. It's that little curly, roundy cylinder alcove with orange lights with the table on it that the doctor in the show uses to perform on people. There is a man on there. His name is Joe Carey. He is wearing a yellow shirt because he's part of engineering. Uh, he is currently yelling and is upset and his nose is bleeding and he's all flustered. In this scene is... Victor Rell. The chief medical officer tending to him. Yes. We also have Takis, the uh, chief engineer, I guess, for this position at least. Yes, accompanying him. Yeah. Uh, I think that's all we need in the scene for this moment. And other people can come in and out as they hear about what's happened because this shoe is. I think Chakotay's here. Oh shit! Yeah, Chakotay is here. <laughs> so he is also here, and you are all kind of outside that room while the doctor's tending to him, just a little, like that little air surgery area. It's unbelievable! She just punched me in the face! Mr. Karen, I'm gonna need you to lie still. Yeah, he's getting up <laughs> while you're pushing him down. No! She's a wild person. She's not fit to serve on the crew. Look. <clears throat> I know it's difficult, but we gotta make things work here as best as we can. Things would work a lot better, sir, if uh, if we didn't have crew members running around slugging people in the face. My nose hurts so much. And she will be disciplined. You have my word on that. I'm going to look to, to Chakotay as I'm trying to get Mr. Carey to lay down. Uh, Chakotay has his arms crossed and is just kind of looking off into the middle distance. His eyes glassy and full of life. <laughs> You're savage. <laughs> Oh, man. Mr. Carey, please control yourself. I know this is a very emotional time, but we must all work together on this. I'm going to speak to Bellana and then to the captain, and from there we will come to a solution. I think you need to take a rest. And he looks over to you. Ah, there's the off-button hypo-spray. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, this whole time you're just pushing him back. Oh, yeah. He keeps fucking messing up his own medical treatment. He is. Like, you're trying to touch his nose and he's, like, freaking out. As Joe Carey did in that episode. Yes. All right. Joe Carey takes a nap. Yep. <laughs> because it's five minutes in and this is, this is how it's going to go. You gave us access to chloroform, Voyager. <laughs> Infinite amount of chloroform. 
endless options for refuel. <laughs> Good job, Ivik. Tend to Mr. Carey, and I want a full report on his injuries. Of course, sir. Thank you. Um, Takis, could you delay reporting this to Thanix? I want to speak to the captain first after I talk to Bolana. Fine, but I will be submitting a full report. Of course. Of course, could you just delay it? Yes. Right. What were they arguing over? Oh, something on the power grid was... I don't know. I just... Did... He kind of looks at Carrie. Did Carrie provoke her in any way? <laughs> Honestly, I don't know. I wasn't there. I came down, and they were already in the middle of it. I just saw her hit him. And maybe he pushed her. Maybe he... It's hard having the two crews like this. I'm sure I'll get all five versions of it as I'm in the turbo lift up in exactly. quarters. Exactly. So. Thank you very much. Tacus. Yeah. <laughs> that delay happened in person. <laughs> That's just Jacote's dynamic and fluid emotions. Going. Well, he's still you know, uh, getting the hang of the crew. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, yep, Chicote leaves, mm -hmm. and like you're dismissed. You can, you can go do whatever you want. Yeah, I'll like, kind of look at my crew member and be like, just kind of shakes his head. This is going to be difficult. Yeah, the doctor is putting little medical bandages on his yeah. nose. The magic thing beam that cures people. The hand yeah. thing. Yeah. You have a hand thingy. Dermal regenerator. Yes. Also, his injury was severe enough that he might need a head thingy. He might have a slight concussion. So he has a head thing on too. No, no, the little rectangle on his ah, forehead. Yes. There we go. Uh, perfect. I'll just thank you, doctor, and be on my way. All right, uh, Chakotay gets in the turbo lift and goes to speak to Bolana. Gets an ashtray thrown at him. Uh, that's all super unimportant because later on today we get a staff meeting, and you all, captain included, and chief security officer slash second officer, are all brought into the briefing room. The topic of the day is reassigning people to positions and seeing how people are fitting in with the Maki crew members. This is called just to make sure that all the department heads. Are running smoothly. And yeah. probably to talk about what happened in engineering a little because that's gonna happen. Yeah. So yeah. Uh probably in the middle of the meeting, just going over all the different things. Alright, this is Chicote. Tom uh Nick Lacarno's over there in the corner. As is actually that's everyone. You guys are all the bridge officers. Yeah. Um the captain. First officer, chief engineering, chief operations, second officer, security officer, tech officer, yeah. Everyone here plus Nick Lacarno and Chicote is the senior officers on the bridge. Yeah. Perfect. So the story I get from Bolana, he puts down his Chicote puts down his pad, is that Joe got into an argument with him, with her over power distribution. Uh, she shoved him aside, he tried to move his way back in, and Bolana struck him in the nose. Proceed, which he was then brought to sick bay. How do we deal with this? I look to uh, the chief engineer. They're both your subordinates, aren't they? Yes. Equals? Yes. Yet they're trying to uh, pull rank on one another. I, I don't know how to deal with this, Captain. It's 
unfortunately, with Starfleet and Maquis crew coming together, I mean, Bolana is a very good engineer, don't get me wrong, but she doesn't have Starfleet rank. And the fact that she's hitting other crew members is unacceptable. I can't have my crew, fight, like, my staff fighting each other. That's... Well, of course I agree that violence is never the correct answer. You can't blame her for trying to assert herself in the situation when um, Joe Carey, I actually did that character, looked over like Joe Carey, was being condescending to her, trying to push her out of the way, not letting her do her job when she knows that she can handle it. I must say, Captain, I, that's also unacceptable to me that the crew of this of the uh, Voyager is not allowing the two crews to meld. Kind of looks over the uh, medical report. Well, I do agree that uh, it was out of line of him to attempt to pull such a stunt. According to these notes, if those uh, bone shards had been a little further in, if she had hit him just a little harder, she might have killed him. Yes, it does uh, does appear that way. A little more than over the top, wouldn't you say? Lana has a temper. Sometimes she doesn't know her own strength. It's a problem she's had for a very long time when we were serving on the Valjean. I confronted her about this and let her know that she's made a already tenuous situation very, very much worse among the Starfleet Maquis crew trying to intermingle. Indeed, we need to maintain relationships between the two. We are one crew at this point. We don't have enough people to separate them, to put them in their own corners. We simply cannot do that at this time. Well, we might have a long time to have to get to know each other, so there's no point in segregating the crew. I agree, Captain. With that said, when I was Captain of the Valjean, that's how Maquis operated. Sometimes you'd have to get into each other's faces and push back. Uh, it's something that I think both crew might have to make amends with. We're not exactly, in the, we're not exactly close to the nearest Starbase or JAG office. Well, I'm not unused to crew butting heads. The level of violence here is utterly unacceptable. And as they're both under you, it is, is your job to maintain peace between the, the people in your department. You must find a way to make them work together. I'll make it work, Captain. If you even exchange their shifts for a little while, something. That's a good idea. How are repairs coming along? Good. Slowly but surely. Um... We need more supplies. This, I mean, kind of an understatement of it. <laughs> we need more. Uh, Nick uh, perks up. Actually, Captain, I was able to decouple the, uh, the proprietary regulators on the holodeck, so we're able to actually draw power from the mini generators on the grids. Excellent, excellent. Another 10% of power, probably, that we could probably rely on. Uh, engine efficiency, when I was checking the reports, is down 14%, though. We have to go and push if this keeps on going. Yeah, we could take power from some floors, cordon them off. Uh, it'd make us a little bit closer quarters, but... That makes a lot of sense. It'll help with crew integration. We should shut down yeah. some of the unnecessary crew quarter floors. Indeed. We're, we're at a low enough crew that a lot of this is just wasted energy at this point. The next thing I want to talk about is medical. Um, what's our supply on nurses, doctors, and field medics? We have a, uh, a tight but a very skilled regiment of doctors at this point. 
There's me, of course. Uh, then there's a few other of the... Okay. I'm waiting for the other crew members thing to load to see how many doctors we actually <laughs> have. <laughs> I guess I forgot. Oh, we got Anya Dulas, she's a Maquis. We've got Sav Luke, she's a xenobiologist. I guess that counts. Xenobiologist. That's what her profile says. She probably has basic training. Lieutenant, she probably has the, the, the medical training. Yeah. We might have to move some people around. We can't be living off of xenobiologists and, astro, and astrophysicists. No. If not, let's see who we can pull for the crew. Even if we get people in training or assisting, would Prentice. Yes, exactly. I mean, we've got 70 years. Might as well start training. Are there any Starfleet personnel who had um, a few semesters in the academy uh, for medical training? Nick uh, goes up. I've gone down the list. I have a short list of people that might be appropriate, but it's slim pickings. Take who you can. If you're willing to uh, bring under... How about security issues? Have we had any out outstanding issues, say, for our little... Uh... Well, other than this small incident today, I didn't think there was anything. At least nothing came to me today. I'm talking with a few of the known faces and making sure that integration is the most advantageous thing that we're looking for. Though, I did have to dissuade our guests from coming into the meeting room earlier when I was in the turbo lift. Our... Mr. Neelix seemed to think he was invited to the staff meeting. <laughs> Indeed. Did he, ex did he explain what his reasoning for this was? He did. It was rational to him, but was wholly unnecessary. Of course. <laughs> Though so, uh, uh, his his um, associate Kess, she had a fairly good idea. Nick's like, yeah, she was telling me about this. Um, they want to see if we can't start some sort of hydroponics bay and maybe try to grow some of our non-replenishables. Could save us plenty of energy required, or that would otherwise go into our. We don't really have the space to do the kind of scale that she was talking about. But if we throw a cargo bay too, you know, we could just. Set up, you know, uh, spices, herbs, maybe some, like, medicinal uh, supplements. Things that can kind of extend our supplies that we can't readily replicate or don't want to spend the energy on. What is Cargo two, Bay 2 currently being used for? As far as I can tell, it was... We were going to have it set up for... I can't remember what it was set up for. But mm -hmm. it, it would make... It would, it would be key. It would be good for that kind of stuff. If it is not currently being used, then make it so... Anything else? No. That's it. Of course, my quarters are always open. If any issue arises. All right. Uh, as the scene breaks for the meeting, uh, the ship is rocked, and you're called to the bridge, which is just next door. Uh. Yeah. Oh, no. Shaky uh. cam. Woo. Uh, damage report. Uh, Tom, Nick goes over to the con. It looks like we just encountered interference or some sort of uh, interference from a singularity. Space disturbance. Did we hit a black hole? No, some sort of subspace quantum singularity. Mm -hmm. um, 
I'll start running the diagnostics, Captain, and see if I can check the ship, check the singularity. Okay, so we're back, and Ian's character, whose name is Takis, Takis is going to use Voyager sensors to scan the anomaly that's just popped up. Yep. So we did a bit of looking and bookkeeping in the background, and how it works is Ian is going to roll as normal, and the ship's going to aid him. So the ship gets 1d20 and has to hit its own target number, um, but its advanced sensor suite, because it's helping you, uh, reduces your difficulty uh, by 1 to a minimum of 0. Also, you have a trait where... I can get a reroll. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so you get 2d20 uh, plus your target number. Like, we're well, not plus your target number, but you have to roll into your target number, which is... Uh, I'm assuming insight plus engineering or science? Whichever you prefer. Whichever you think works. Okay. Uh, insight plus engineering, so 16. So okay. I have to roll two dice under 16. Yep. And what are your foci like? Do any of them apply? Uh, my focus is, is manufacturing... Shipboard technical systems, transporters and replicators, uh, electroplasma power systems, etiquette negotiations. So probably shipboard technical systems would apply. Sure, that focus applies. So that's three dice. Uh, no, 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 it doesn't add dice. What oh. the focus means is what is your um, okay? So there is de what department did you use? Or I, discipline or whatever. Discipline. I use the one that goes from one to five. Engineering. So this means on your die rolls, if you get a one oh, to five, one to five. it's two success instead of one. Okay. And the difficulty of scanning this singularity was one, and Voyager makes it zero. So everything you roll that success is pure momentum added to the character pool. Okay. Do you want to add and the thread to get more dice? Yeah. Not really. No, I mean... The ship gets a dice too, right? The ship rolls a d20, if it gets under the thing, it also adds another success to your pool. Okay. Only if you succeed, which you can't fail. Because Voyager just kicked the ever-loving shit out of this. Why bother? Oh, in case you roll a 20. Uh, two and a 16. So you get two? Um, one sec. I can re-roll a dice because of my talent. My, my talent is technical expertise. Whenever you attempt to task assi a yeah. assisted roll. by the ship's computers or sensors, re-roll one dice. Go for it. Eight. So three successes from you. And, and, and Voyager. For the ship. Voyager rolls a three. So okay. another one from Voyager. Does Voyager have any um, focuses? Like, I'm so, looking at it. Did you guys I pick... assume not. It can, though. Oh, I don't know then. All right. Well, we'll look at that later, then. Um, so I gain three momentum. Four? Yeah. With Voyager? You gain four momentum. Four momentum, plus I gain an additional momentum because I'm the ops. And ops says whenever you um, use a task with sensors, gain an additional momentum only to be spent directly in regards to information on what you're doing right now. Okay. So, uh, yeah, All right, I'll give you the basics. What, what happens is I give you the basic information, then you choose to spend the momentum. Okay. So there's four right now, plus this free one that you're probably going to definitely burn on this. Yeah. So, all right, you guys all go to your various consoles. A flurry of activity happens on the bridge. Um, Tagus brings up the main viewer. It is a large hole in space, a space hole. It's purple and has a shimmer to it and looks like a chasm you could fall into. And he brings it up and you're getting a bunch of information on your readouts about it. Okay, guys, this is bad. We do not want to go into that. Um, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> but 
The sweet release of death. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we should stay fairly far away from that. All right. And now you have your free momentum to get more information if you yes. want. Which is you can ask me information about the singularity. Okay. Um, what should I ask? How does this singularity work? Yeah. You said, how does this anxiety work? Uh, No one has anxiety now that the Janeway is gone. Uh, Okay, so... Alright, we're back. And your question is? Is anything caught in the singularity? Well, with that momentum you spend, you do detect that something is caught in the gravity well of the singularity. Okay. Uh, The view screen zooms in, and there is a sort of blurred and distorted ship from the incomplete sensor readings you're getting. Okay. Captain, there appears to be something caught in the singularity. Are you able to scan it? Uh, the turbo lift door makes a whooshing sound as Neelix comes onto the bridge. Captain, I love this character, but we're receiving a lot of doors. You don't have communication. We'll get there. Um, I can try and scan it, Captain. I'll see, but... I don't know. The singularity might disrupt a bit of the scanning. Okay. See what you can do. Thank you. Nick, uh, Nick is like, yeah, let's see if we can coordinate on that. Because he's a part of the con that lets him have controls on the communication stuff, I think. Okay. Because the word con is in there. Communications. Let's run the con. Uh. All right. Nick brings the ship not closer to the singularity, but angles the ship better for picking up the information you're trying to grab from it. Okay. Um, I guess we'll do just, you know, another scan of it. It's going to be slightly harder because you have to get through all of the gravity well distortions. Yeah. Difficulty will be... Base difficulty is going to be probably one again with the added information you found out that the ship's caught in the gravity well and being uh, dragged in by it. So should that adds one. Doing another roll or should we be spending what we already created here? Oh, I guess that would be appropriate. So what yeah. you can do is you can spend momentum before it goes into the group pool to improve yeah. the action you've already succeeded on. Yeah. Oh. Because otherwise we'll be just farming it, basically. Yeah. So should I spend some? Yeah, you can yeah. totally do that. Because okay. it's yours before it goes into the pool. Okay, I'll spend... How much do I need to spend? I just keep giving you information as you spend one. One per Oh, one. okay, I'll so. spend one so. information. One momentum. One momentum. Okay, uh, as you angle the ship and, you know, basically try to get more information out of this vessel that seems to be being dragged into the uh, singularity, you guys are getting a communication. It's a garbled transmission from the ship asking for assistance. Oh. Is it asking for assistance, though? It it is. It's garbled, but it's asking for assistance. Okay. Um, The word assistance shows up in it. Okay. Uh, Captain, what should we do? We should find a way to try and rescue it before it is dragged into the singularity proper. That gravity well is not looking too friendly, Captain. I don't know if we want to get close to it. If we get caught in the event horizon, I don't think we'll be able to pull ourselves out. Yeah. Can you unverbal the communication, Lieutenant Takis? I can try. Mmm... Uh, like, I'm the GM now, yeah. not a character. Uh, you're going to have to spend some time in probably engineering working yeah. this thing over because it's fucking up. It, it's pretty messed up. That's fair. So okay. We don't swear in track. we got to keep that in mind. Frock. Um, <laughs> no, that's just swearing with extra steps. <laughs> oh, Galactica. 
Uh, yeah, okay. I'll head down to engineering and try and unscramble the signal. Well, gee, Captain, isn't it possible for us to t give them a toe out of the singularity? Says Neelix. So you get close enough would, would only endanger us as well. Hmm. I'm also fairly certain that if we did that, uh, the tractor beam versus the gravity well would probably tear the other ship apart. Engineering character, but I mean. <laughs> You're a science officer. You're science? science? Yeah, science would know. You can spend science like candy. Hail science. <laughs> it's like having someone being pulled apart by horses. <laughs> What's a horse? And did you need um, something? Did you need something, Mr. Neelix? Oh, I heard the, 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 the bump the ship got, and I figured your meeting was over. So I just came on up to see if I could assist. I do know this area. What can you tell us about the singularity? Well, once I got once when I was by the the Kelor system, my ship almost got caught in two orbiting singularities. It was he starts to go into a story, Peter. You've started him on a story, a pointless story. It's still going on. I'm gonna I'm gonna get up from where I am, Mister Neelix. Why don't you show me the uh, hydroponics bay that your uh, your friend Kess set up? I'll oh, let's go, check in. Let's go check. Let's go check in on Cass. <laughs> I got you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't invoke his bridge privileges, Captain. Yes. <laughs> Dumb. How did he get those in the first place? <laughs> I mean, also, all Starfleet officers are well. Starfleet personnel are allowed, are allowed to go to the bridge because. <laughs> We expect that people are responsible and will only use this in case of emergency. And our first mistake. Yes. Chicote, who I forgot existed. I literally forgot. I thought only Nick Lacarno was on the bridge. <laughs> I actually forgot Chicote was here. He's been sitting beside you the whole time, knuckles white on the pad, staring off in the middle distance. His hydraulic shutting down in a slow power cycle springs to life. With eagle sound. No, no, Peter, no! We're on Voyager now. Uh. Big guy. What? <laughs> anyway, Jesus H. Christ. You know, on those galaxy-class starships, a lot of what ends up happening because of all the families and uh, non-starfing personnel aboard is they put a... Uh, they put a uh, permissions lock on bridge and sensitive system access. I'm sure the protocols will be kicking around in our command side. Uh, you should look under the, um, I think it'd be labeled under the, like the child safety locks. Actually, the, the, it stops children from wandering into main engineering or an active holodeck session. That's what Tenax will be on right now. That is perhaps a smart idea. We don't know who, we, who else we will be picking up in our time here in the uh, Delta Quadrant. Yeah, we can just assign certain permission levels. We can assign certain permission levels to Mr. Neelix and Cass's com badges. Oh, a smart idea. And then he just turns his head to the middle distance, equally centered, and stares directly forward, unblinking. <laughs> okay. All right, so you guys all break. So, do you want to be on that signal, or what do we want to be yeah, doing? Yeah, I'm figuring out. I'm unscrambling the signal. What did you guys decide to do to Taurus? 
You know, she tried to kill Joe Carey five minutes ago. I think we kind of paused from that because the whole ship got shaken. Yeah. But... Who's Taurus? A lot of Taurus. I specifically put it on uh, Ian's character yeah. because it, they're his uh, crew so and they're both equals. In I'll probably go grab her on my way down to engineering. Don't grab her. She'll blow up right <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Alright, you buzz the door. Come. Hello. She's sitting with her arms crossed in her chair, tapping her foot. She straightens up a bit when you walk in, looking much less hostile. There's a dent on the interior wall by the door when you walk in. And like a little bit of glass on the floor. Sir, how can I help you? We are experiencing a singularity. And I need some help in engineering. What now? You get Joe on hand. Well, his nose is currently broken, and he's out out of commission for the next little bit. Um, look, you're a good engineer, but I cannot have my staff members hitting each other. Is that understood? Yes, sir. Chakotay was here earlier, and he read me the riot act on this. Good. Now, Starfleet and Marquis have to get along in order... Did you pronounce it right? <laughs> Marquis, in order for us Stop to you make rebel it scum. <laughs> what type of singularity? It appears to be a black hole. It's close enough. It doesn't matter. It's fine. It was the opposite of that. It was magic. It's a black hole. It's the magic kind. I don't even know. All right, she starts walking and talking with you as you guys are engineering. You don't put her in her quarters for two months or seal her away in the break for 70 years. Solitary confinement for 70 years, no trial. (laughs) That was the chain way. The chain way. (laughs) I like like we did that. Reflexes. (laughs) <laughs> okay, so while you're trying to scramble the signal, uh, what are you guys going to do about getting the ship out of the gravity well? Because scrambling the signal still doesn't get it out of the gravity well. What's yeah. your plan? Well, I guess we'll need some... Oh, shit. Sorry. I have engineering, too. I'm actually not a help at all with this. Well, actually, you're this, a this is a science, person. It's a science thing, not an engineering thing. Yeah. I mean, it's both. Engineering to get the solution, science to figure out what the problem is. Yeah. yeah. Um, can we lock teleporters onto the people on the on the uh, ship proper and simply evacuate them? The reports I'm getting from engineering look like that the disturbance from the singularity is not even us, let us get a clear scan of the ship itself. We'd have to take us in closer. It'd be too dangerous to teleport. How, how close can we get without endangering our own ship? Nick kind of perks up. Well, I'm pretty sure I can get us with, I can get us within a few inches of the event horizon. That close. That may be enough. <clears throat> uh, let's do some projections. Figure out if we can lock our teleporter on at that range. If we can, if we can teleport them safely on board. How big is this ship? I'm looking at the scans I got from Mr. Uh, Takis, Captain, and it looks like it's... uh, The dimensions are looking approximately the size of our ship. Really? It's a larger vessel, 
Not much bigger than a constitution class. We could likely fit all personnel on board. We have the room for emergency, uh, we, we do have space and facilities for emergency evacuations. I mean, we do have some spare space that we're shutting down, the problem is to up to the- cargo base themselves would be able to hold most of them. The problem is just we need more energy to keep them alive. In all likelihood, we would simply drop them off wherever they, you know, rain from. Mr. Neelix mentioned that there were some friendly civilizations nearby within two, three light years. Indeed. That is not a lot of distance as a reference. We take them we, yeah. we take them somewhere safe where they can be dropped off and uh, mm. Mercy Mission. Indeed. Okay. So Tom is or Nick is going to bring you guys close to the singularity to get a better clear reading off of it. Which should shave some off of your attention. Yeah. yeah. Do you want to try to send a message, Captain? Yes. Tell them we are. Uh, well, I guess I'd be making the message. Yeah, you know, the comms open for you as you hail them. This is the USS Endeavor. Voyager. 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 We are the USS Voyager. I am Captain Koros. Uh, we see you are in need of assistance. Please hold on, and we will do our best to uh, to rescue you. If you are able to reply, please uh, let us know. Well, it went through. We don't know if we picked it up. It's just a slurring word day. <laughs> I suppose we'll have to see. Indeed. It could be the ship is too damaged to uh, read the reply or simply reply, reply again. Uh, Chakotay gets up and he's like, All right, I'll see to you about a solution. Mr. Wakarno, I want us to close that event horizon, but I want to be staying here the rest of our lives. And he heads to the turbo lift. Ship, little little fins. The the cells go up a bit, and they start to move close. Game ready to jump if uh, the singularity acts funny. Mm. You know, so you'll get sucked into the event horizon of a black hole. Continue monitoring mon monitoring the singularity at all times. If there's the slightest change, I want to know. All right. So first issue you guys are having is you don't know what the ship said. You don't know anything about them, and you kind of want to clear that up. Apparently. Yeah. Yeah. Second thing, it's stuck in the event horizon. You can't get it out, and you need a way to get it out. Brainstorming. Three, we don't have a good scans on it, and so on. Yeah, I put that in with I must have into a communication thing. Okay. Mm. So, what do you want to tackle first? Um, probably the communications. See what it said. Yeah. Okay. And, yeah. Does that sound fair? Yeah. Or, I honestly don't I, know how to solve this. Yeah, I'm not sure if communication is important is is as important as actually rescuing them. That Communications will is kind of branched under. You clear up their message, and you also get a better image on the ship, so you know what its dimensions are, its yeah. crew complement. Mm. If there's anyone you, even on board, yeah, I guess you uh, target it easier or narrow down your everything. If you try to use a tractor beam or send a shuttle, you, you'll yeah. be able to do a scan it. of the ship, so you can oh, nobody on board, nothing to beam up. I guess, yeah, so basically you're aligning all your things so you can use your magic on them. Um, yeah. You're not at ops, you're an engineering, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so someone else is at ops, and uh, Captain? Yes? I'm getting reports of systems errors uh, starting to pop up on Voyager. 
what manner of uh, holodeck errors. one and two are both reporting systems malfunctions. Something's wrong with the imaging devices. It looks like they were running simulations and tests on the Singularity, uh, the astrometrics team, and they're reporting issues with all the emitters on both holodecks. Safeties were intermittently disabled. Keeps happening. See if we can't solve that. Uh, you think it could have any, It might have anything to do with our attempts to uh, siphon its energy to other parts of the ship. The ops guy kind of looks over at Nick. Nick's like, I bypassed the proprietary locks, you know, to keep power flowing to the deck. I, I kind of had to jerry-rig a few, a few parts of it, you know, do a bit of warranty voiding. Maybe some of the quantum particles coming from the singularity. Maybe Takis should look at it? Ooh, yeah, that could cause it. Not what I did. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll take a look at those modifications after I'm done here. Good idea. Um, we cut to Medical Bay. Uh, Joe Carey is in engineering and isn't being a big baby about almost getting his brain dead. I mean, I fixed it in like two seconds. I know, right? He, he had to sleep off that 20 minutes Science. of uh, hypospray. <laughs> uh, a few astrometrics engineers or astrometrics staff come on in, uh, complain of headaches and migraines. And I'll check them all. I'll. Uh... Need my medical magic wand. Oh, yeah. you're gonna find out what's wrong with them. Yeah, that's a roll. Yeah. So, what are your stats? Um, is insight what you use to d diagnose people, or is it like reason? Reason, insight, either can really work. It depends on what you want to do. I think insight's more about their emotions, maybe. I don't know. I'll use reason because it's my higher score. I don't really know what it is. Uh, I have medicine five. All right, so 14, what's your focus? My focuses are emergency medicine, infectious disease, uh, phytotherapy, sense motive subterfuge, and conflict resolutions. None of those apply. All right. Uh, so two dice? Yep. Uh, and then I just have to roll under 15? That's right. What's the difficult? Why 14? Oh, 15, yeah. Yeah, 14. Or 15, I mean. Uh, why, what's the difficulty? Difficulty one. Okay. Both of them are under 15. Well. So, two successes, which means one momentum. Do you want to? I'll give you the basic information. Okay. Uh, they do have headaches, nausea, dizziness, and coordination problems, um, and there's no good reason. You can treat the symptoms. Okay, I'd like to use that momentum. Okay. Um. Some of the, all these people, like, were working in the holodeck at the time when this went down, and there's probably something in the holodeck that might have amplified their symptoms. Um, what that could be would require a little more investigating, or more, a bigger sample size. Okay. I will treat their symptoms. And... Drugs! Yeah. I'm going to uh, call up to probably the captain, or the people on the bridge. Yeah, all right. Ops. Yeah. This is Ops. Doesn't matter. Hi there. I'm just wanting to report a few people from Astrometrics have uh, come in reporting headaches, nausea, uh, dizziness. He uh, links you into the speaker for the captain just after this. Like just after he told you about the holodeck problem with Astrometrics. Mm -hmm. uh, also, uh, they were all in holodeck 
one and two. One and two at the time. Um, I am going to go investigate in Holodex, but I figured I should let you know and probably to keep anyone else out. We've been having uh, strange fluctuations uh, in there for the past. Six more people come in. I've just gotten an influx of about six more people in here. Um, were you all in Holodex, whatever? No. They're from engineer. Some of them are for engineering, a few of them are from uh, phaser array and sensors, and a few are to deflector dish technicians. Uh, did you copy that, Captain? Copied. How severe are these headaches? Uh, these Debilitating for at least half of them. Alright, I think we're going to pull back from this uh, singularity. Hold Fair. tight. I'll, uh, I'll treat them and um, see if you can get someone to shut down those holodex, I would say. Alright. You want us to pull back, Captain? Uh, this is having a strange uh, effect on the crew, it seems, the closer we get. Alright, so turn us around. Force laid in. Alright. Uh, yeah, so those six are going to come in, you're going to start treating them, and then three or four others are going to come in. You're a little stretched. And you still have to check the holodeck. I thought someone else should shut that down. Yeah, but you want to check it. Try corner. <laughs> okay. Alright. You can offload some work on the other people, or do it yourself. Yeah, flip the I guess I'll just, uh, oh yeah, we have an EMA, but we also have other doctors. They're around and stuff. Yeah, you can call in them, or you can just... Okay, so what's your plan? Um, I'll call in the other medical personnel, and if there's not enough or they're also sick, I'll flip on the EMH. The bald, angry man appears. Yes. Please state the nature of the medical emergency. Uh, we've had uh, an influx of people complaining of nausea, headaches, um, dizziness. We're close to a quantum singularity, which may be the cause. Uh, we need you to treat the symptoms. I'm going to go check out the holodeck. Who are you? Chief Medical Officer Ivic Dorel. Not in my files. Has Starfleet uh, procedures changed much since I was first initialized? <laughs> I wasn't aware that the common flu symptoms were a medical emergency. He's like moving around with a tricorder, scanning people. Most of our medical personnel were killed when we got pulled into the Delta Quadrant. What? I see you. We haven't briefed you on this. Would be nice if so I can suspense emergency medical care efficiently. Chief, doctor. Pulled into the Delta Quadrant, currently close to a singularity. You need to treat these people. All you really need to go, no, goodbye. <laughs> I'm just gonna walk he's a he's a fucking hologram. I don't need to talk. He's, to a, him. he's a lamp, right? <laughs> he's an angry lamp. <laughs> you just say as you're walking out. Yeah. Shut up, Clippy. I'm gonna go explain. I don't have to explain to the Roomba why the furniture changed around. <laughs> right. <laughs> he like grimaces as you go and like. I thought he was gonna be like. Are we taking over right now? <laughs> he's grimacing and like administering like like you know things to balance people out, and uh, as he's doing so, he's like going by someone and passes his trigger. He's like, here, hold this, and he picks up like a hypo and hypo someone else to like balance them out, takes it back. <laughs> Emergency medicine is now the domain of, is now the domain of an in and out clinic. <laughs> <sighs> All right, you head to the holiday. Alright, holodeck's off. It's those big, awkward, yellow and grey rooms. You do notice this feeling of kind of nausea in here. Hmm. And it's off? Yeah. That's weird. 
Is this area of the ship closer to the Singularity? No. Oh, that's extra weird. Um, Lieutenant Locarno mentioned he did something to the holodeck. Yeah, he bypassed the uh, regulators. Okay. Brain engineer. But all right. <laughs> Medical oh. tricorder? Yeah, I guess. All right. Uh, this is you going to be using... I'm going to say this is going to be a insight and science roll. Oh, excellent. So... I'm looking at your things. I have 13. None of your things apply. No, I didn't think so. What the fuck is phytotherapy? It's like herbalism, but with actual science instead of like traditional medicine. <laughs> gotcha. Like, you know, what plants do what. So medicine. Gotcha. But I can like go into a yeah. field and pick the plants and figure out it and figure it out. Herbology. Fucking Neelix comes on board with new plants. We're going to know if they're going to fuck shit up. No, you're not. You're going to yes, miss I it every am. time. <laughs> I mean, after oh, the first few times, you're going to start checking. You're going to be like a TSA counter for all of Neelix's garbage. <laughs> Like, you're just constantly picking this stuff up and throwing the garbage. It's like, why are you throwing this out? All of this would make the ship sick. It's like, the crew? No, the actual ship. The ship would get sick and die. It would float upside down in space until someone came along and flushed it down a black hole. Oh my god. I mean, we're almost here. Alright, so what's the difficulty here? The difficulty are the... Oh, the difficulty. Gotcha. Uh, two. Yay! Nice. Oh, holy shit, Wait, no! This is a fail. My That's got... still two. No, he, her focus didn't apply. Oh. My science score is four. Do you have to roll on? Oh, yeah, no, I don't have a focus. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, it's only one success. One success. All right. I failed. Yes. yes. Okay, uh, you're kind of feeling sick in here. Do I spend these? Like, hmm? I do you have to spend before you roll? Uh, no, because no. you can spend one to re-roll a die. You can spend one to re-roll a die. Do you want to re-roll? Yeah, all right. Re-roll. Two successes. Two successes. All right, the interference you're picking up isn't medical-based, but the hollow emitters are intensifying the symptoms people are picking up from the quantum singularity. Even though they're off. Yeah, they're just... The, the, the emitters were picking it up and amplifying it in here. Huh. Like, it's off, but that doesn't mean the oven isn't still hot. Okay. You say it yourself. Giving yourself a, a metaphor to work with. <laughs> But yeah, wherever the hollow emitters are on are probably going to intensify these problems. Like the medical bay? Oh no! I'm going to uh, go out, close the door, seal it with a don't go in here button. Um, I'm going to call down to med bay. <sighs> this is the emergency right. medical hologram. Do I just say ship when I want to address the ship, Devin? I don't remember what this I think is. you just yell at the ship. You probably want to tell the EMH what's going on so he doesn't have, like, you know, a fucking toothpick in someone's eye trying to dig something out, and you shut him off, and it, f it kills them. Well, that's why I was like, okay, he's just scanning people. I was just going to shut him off, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> the hollow minnows are intensifying the medical issues we've been having. Ship, deactivate EMH. That makes a... That was the tripwire he had? That was his medical equipment he had, clattering to the floor. <laughs> it's Starfleet. It'll last. <laughs> It'll become sentient and start espousing the values of the Federation. <laughs> like every piece of Federation tech. Oh, Lucarno. Alright, you shut off your EMH. Yes. Very good. Uh, I'm going to... Literally everyone complained about it. 
Literally, literally everyone complained about it. It was crappy. Also shorter. I'm gonna go back to bed, babe. Yeah, people are filing out because yeah. the nurses are kind of taking care of people now. But the nurses, are like one of the nurses you have, it's like, yeah, he got smaller. I do know that the um, singular is having interacting with the holomeres in a strange way. We should actually probably evacuate Medbay now because there's holomeres everywhere in here. Yeah, I'll get an engineering team down here. Yeah. See if we can't clear it out. Hmm. And they just move people to a different room. Yeah. <laughs> and now let's look to the engineering. Swiping so, engineering. You're getting reports of problems on the ship through that use the hollow emitters. Uh, like they're not everywhere, but the holodecks and uh, medbay are, ha are having a problem. Okay. I'm going to try and figure out what's wrong with that and fix it, I guess. Yeah, sure. Um, okay. I think I think we're just doing another insight uh, role. Yeah, or reasoning, you're trying to put a theory together. Yeah, reasoning and engineering. And then I'm going to gain an additional dice because I know my shit. Uh, and Bellana has a theory, so she'll aid you. Okay. So that's a fourth dice from Bellana. Yeah, Bellana probably has. And this is still shipboard technical systems, so my focus still applies. I'm going to let them, I guess. Um, I don't think you take the dice. I think he rolls four. No, she rolls. Yeah, no, but I still yeah. I get two for me. Oh yeah, no, I thought I thought you said I had a fourth one for the long. Like, yeah, so sorry, a fourth. Yeah, no, yeah. I didn't add. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Blana fails to aid. Uh, what am I? I am sixteen, and I get a reroll. Thirteen. So I have three successes. Bert. Difficulty was two. Okay, perfect. So one, one extra one you can hold extra. on to. Or And do I still gain... I don't think I do because I'm not... Uh, anyway, you're not using the, the ship's yeah. systems. Okay, with the information about the hollow emitters and the information uh, about what Nick done to, had done to them, he gave you a very brief breakdown, and the fact that you guys are getting closer, uh, this doesn't make sense because you would only be getting uh, this kind of interference is if you were already in the gravity well of the singularity. Okay. Um, I'm going to use that to multitask and also roll to finish my figuring out what the... Uh, you don't have to multitask for that. You can just make oh, it. Oh, okay. I'm not, but you can spend that for more info. Okay, I'll use that for more info then. All right. To figure out. More info. Bologna's theory is that the particles that are fucking up, messing up the hollow emitters and we're giving people those symptoms is radiation from the singularity and now that we know what that radiation is we can reverse engineer that to clear up the signal okay good idea okay um i'm gonna roll then for which i'm gonna say is gonna be uh, control and engineering control and engineering yeah 13. So 13. i really should change i didn't realize what control was for i should change that um 13 and... I think the numbers are fine. I'm just It's control because you're, you're managing people yeah. and stuff. Yeah, that's fair. Um, whenever I'm managing a large group, I can, ignore, you I can ignore the first complication generated by the task. Cool. All right. Yeah. And your expertise, um, shipboard technical systems. I guess 
Is this a ship for tactical oh. system? Because you're clearing up a signal? Yeah. yeah. I thought yeah. tactical system. Technical, not tactical. Oh, oh, okay, never mind. I thought I said tactical, and I'm no, like, no. this does not apply. Yeah, no. <laughs> sure. I'll, give you, I'll give you the focus. Okay. Do it. Roll. So rolling two. And I'm. I am clearing up a technical problem, right? Yeah. Okay, so I get an additional dice. Yeah, the way your ship's reading the. Uh, whatever. Ooh, wow! Nice. Two ones! Two, uh, so that's four, five. Five successes, and the difficulty I said was two? Yeah. I yeah, so that's three momentum. Didn't one do something else as well? Nope. No. One's double your successes. Okay. One's count as two successes, that's what they do. Yeah, and focus expands the range from one to more. Okay. Okay. It's like a critical threat range in D&D. Okay. Okay, so, boom! Three momentum. Uh, you're able to decode the message. Okay. It's the captain. Oh, shit. Okay, I'm going to buzz up to the captain. <laughs> um, captain? Yes? The message, I just decoded it, or we just decoded it. Bolana is like, can we send it up to you so you can hear it? Yes. Yeah. She oh. uh, just taps the button on your panel. Yeah. <laughs> it's your hail. Any, uh... We're inside the singularity, Captain. Explain. Ah. Uh, Explain to the man with one engineering, one science. Oh no! <laughs> You're a child. <laughs> Janeway was like actually a science uh, Carrie, captain. Uh, Carrie speaks up. I think we should uh, have a staff meeting. Yeah. Um, captain, so it right appears... Across the decks. No, sorry, I'm just laughing because he's like plugging his nose like he's still hurt. It's like, I cleared that up hours ago, Carrie. Now you're just being a baby. <laughs> he wears it just so. Oh, no, yeah, not, she puts you so much. He doesn't need to, though. He put a warming pad on. It's tender. <laughs> See, you wear it just to make everybody else sit on exactly. with me. You're like, oh, no, I'm hurting so much. I think this is something best explained on the bridge. Yeah. Uh, in the. I'll call a meeting. In the briefing room. I'll call a, uh, a meeting. Senior meeting. Perfect. Uh, Bolana and Carrie. Carrie, come. All right, scene swipe, engineering, and your two assistants. You also have those three momentum left yeah. if you want to spend any to clear up more information about the. Uh... Uh, I'm pretty certain we're inside here now. Sure, this will just go uh, into the pile. Yeah, because, I mean, it's the same message. It's. Yeah. That's what I don't have a. No, imagine like, would have cleared up the image, yeah. so now it's just the ship. Yeah. Yeah. Um, You're in the meeting room. It's Alana, Joe Carey, Nick Locarno, and you guys. Oh, and Chakotay. Yeah. We dust him off. (laughs) If you put a if you if you put a uh, an old 1820s penny in the slot on his combat, you'll become a real boy. Poor whatever his actor's name is. Robert Beltram. Yes. That guy's great. <laughs> Got a raw deal on Voyager. <laughs> yeah. So, so as I said, as I was saying, I believe we are caught in the singularity. I'm going out on a limb here, but I believe that first shock we felt, Captain, was us entering the singularity. And... From there, I guess we're perceiving ourselves further in, ourselves coming towards. I'm not certain exactly. So it's some sort of temporal singularity? 
Quite possible, yes. Hmm. Um, well, why don't we just leave? If it's a black hole and we're in a, if it's a singularity or a black hole and we're caught in the event horizon, our faster than light engines should just take us out. Yeah. We're far enough away that we should be able to pull out without any uh, issue. We don't have to worry about saving uh, civilians. We can come back that's, just, that's just us. So. Yeah, that, I believe that is us, yes. The ship we saw when we came in is us? Yes. Hmm. Um, are you sure that's us and then not... We just had a... Well, it's the same hail. Well, the hail might have bounced out, but it might be still a different ship that maybe has... I mean, I can us. clear up... I'll... Taking that momentum out. All right, he just starts tapping on the... <laughs> he applies the filter to the image, and it goes from blurry to, it's you. Yeah. So... Nick Lucarno, it's the Voyager. Good, uh, Nick. So how do we perceive that hail before we made it? The event horizon stops objects from leaving, not... It doesn't, it doesn't predict things, right? Yes, how do we explain yeah. that? Um... <laughs> got to be something with the quantum particles i don't know i mean it's bending all, time sound like a word <laughs> <laughs> that makes a lot of, nick lacarn's that makes a lot of sense yes quantum particles bending time around the singularity so quantum singularity so, so if yes. if normal singularities draw in light and matter a quantum singularity would draw in time so that, that actually makes a lot of sense yes yeah. all right We'll lay the course, maximum warp, right, Captain? Make it so. All right. Nick gets up and heads over to the con. All right. Leave at maximum warp, away from the singularity. Okay. Sometimes going to pass a scene. No, 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 no. A couple hours later, uh, you guys are in front of the singularity. I thought we were did flying we away from the singularity. Did we alter course? No, it's the same course. We should be several light years away by now. It's just right in front of you. Like you didn't even, it, it was just like, no, 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 yeah. I keep looking to yeah. the captain for yeah. like explanations, and I remember like you're not a science yeah. captain, so you actually have the answers to this. Um, <laughs> so is it the singularity of time and space? Maybe it's like we've fallen into... Alright, I'm assuming we're all back on the bridge. <laughs> yeah. yeah. In the briefing room? Yeah. Maybe what's happened is we have fallen... It's like we fell into... Joe Carey interrupts. It's like a Mobius strip. We're on a Mobius strip. That makes sense. Up a picture of it yeah, and puts no. a race car on it. That makes sense. That's what it is. Never heard of singularity like that. Have you, uh, Lieutenant? Are you Lieutenant? Yeah. Lieutenant Commander? They're yeah. all Lieutenants. Chief. <laughs> Chief. Yeah. Uh, I... I mean, it's... It's a singularity, so a lot of things are theosized. Theoreticized? Theorized. It's more of an abstraction. Yeah. Well, by definition, singularity um, is where the normal laws of physics are breaking down. Exactly. So, uh, I, I, it's quite possible. I mean, it makes 
the proof suppose, is in um, the fact that we just did it. So. Yes, we did go in a straight line and then come back to where we started, which... Yes. Nick kind of perks up at the, the, the example. Yeah, so when we leave the Singularity, we leave and like we're on the arc of it, and then we end up turning back around, right? So it's almost like we're stuck on its orbital or its track or whatever, and we're just not noticing. Do you think we could have a way of, like... All right, back in old Earth times, when they used uh, liquid-fuel rockets, what would happen is is the rockets couldn't get that far away from Earth's gravity pole. So what they do is they head to the equator, send it up, and then once it was up, they would curve it along Earth's um, orbit. And so the orbit would throw it off of Earth. Use the extra momentum of itself to push it out. Yeah, the only problem is with that is they were leaving stuff behind. They left behind like the entire booster assembly in orbit, and they would just crash back down to Earth eventually. Is there any way we can simulate that, of course, without leaving anything behind? I mean, leaving those boosters behind was mostly a convenience, because you had to put fuel somewhere, and that old conventional fuel weighed a lot and was really broken, so we were using quantum... Yeah, but the, the, the principles kind of still apply. It's Newton's first law. You have to leave, like, if... You know, the, the, the way forces work, every action has an opposite reaction, so if we're trying to shake off of this, we might have to leave something behind. What about a photon torpedo? To you ride the explosion forward. off the apex? Yes. Quite possible. I'll that could work. start running some simulations and... Seriously, my character right now is like, this is a perfect example of human and Klingon philosophies merging together. Oh my together. god, it's a Starfleet thing. <laughs> Uh, of course, so we do have a limited it. amount, but <laughs> <laughs> the whole meeting. How many cups? Laughing. <laughs> I don't know, like a dozen. <laughs> I guess it'll be for the like eight hundred and fifty. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it'll be for the security episode. Um, I'll start running simulations, Captain, and have those numbers back to you as soon as I can. As soon as you can. All right, you and Tom Paris are heading down to the holodeck. Yeah. Lieutenant <laughs> Ricardo. Oh, yeah. You and Nick Carter are heading to the holodeck. There's not a lot for you guys to do when we're moving scenes around, unfortunately, it looks like. It's mm -hmm. weird. I think we'll, we'll, we'll catch the balance. We'll catch the rhythm of it. Well, it depends what kind of episodes we're doing. This yeah. is a very science-y heavy episode. Yeah. Science-y emergency Whereas, episode. Yeah. There's only for me to punch, so... Yeah, like, he's a security officer. <laughs> the next two episodes so don't have people to punch. Well, you know, uh, people or I mean, guns to shoot is his thing. This is the captain who's, um... This would be a guns-to-shoot solution, though. Fair. Also, captain is people-talky person. I mean, time and time again, could have some people to punch. You just, you're just beating your way through the security force on that planet. <laughs> you're basically Teal from Stargate, <laughs> weightlifting 50 people and hucking them into the sky. I mean, it is a solution. I'm the alien, I'm the alien Goliath. He has Fitness 12 and I think, uh, Security, security 5. 5. I yeah. punch other people to shoot. <laughs> They're oh. gonna get shook <laughs> like a pinch from the neck of Mr. Spawn. Okay, you and Nick are gonna run some simulations. Yeah. Um, without having to roll, because I don't think there's a. This is gonna be a fairly simple thing. There's not really a time issue. Yeah, you, you have plenty of time for this, and it's not like you're leaving the singularity anytime soon. Yeah. Photon torpedo is a good starting point. Its yield isn't high enough. You'd have to scrap a lot of photon torpedoes for it. What if we... Okay, photon torpedoes are matter-antimatter reactions, right? Yes. And they're geared for, you know, uh, 
doing a lot of damage to ships or breaking up asteroids, that sort of thing. What if we cause an uncontrolled... What if we use the energy from a warp core breach? Okay. We have shuttles, and they have warp cores on board. Yes. More importantly, though, Neelix's shuttle has a warp core, and the mix on it is dirty enough that I think we could up yield with a photon torpedo's uh, material <laughs> to get the necessary leverage we need. Hmm. Yes. Quite possible. And we wouldn't lose any of our shuttles. That's, yeah. Um, we should clear all Neelix's stuff. Um, yeah, we'd have to ask his permission. Uh, I believe this counts as extraordinary circumstances, but the captain will yeah. make yeah. the final the call on the that. We'll have the captain deal with Neelix on yes. that. But um, uh, worst case scenario, we could probably take two of our shuttlecrafts apart for the necessary parts. Yes. Uh... Would it be a good time to make a roll to minimize the amount of stuff we need to lose because we're basically like resource trapped, right? I think that's because we're not under time pressure and so on, but that would be like resource trapped here. I don't know what you're asking for, unfortunately. I'm sorry. Like, if he got a roll to make it like, oh, that we're spending less? I don't know. Yeah, it's basically a problem. The solution you have has... Yeah. Several problems to it, yeah. and you could probably try to roll to find a fun solution. But you could use Neelix's shuttle with a photon torpedo to basically have his shuttle be yes. on Voyager, and then at the last moment he would like cause a warp core breach and push you out of the uh, event horizon. And it, just like... it would just you, and it would surf that yeah. out. Yeah. Or you could use two shuttlecraft acting in tandem. The thing with the shuttlecraft acting in tandem is you need one pilot in each one, and then they'd have to be beamed back. Yeah, whereas... Because it could be remotely done. Yeah. Um, okay, I'll buzz the captain in a second here. Okay, captain. Um, you got a call from your chief engineer. Captain, uh, we've come up with a plan. All right. And we're going to use one of the torpedoes? Warp core reactors. No. One Both. Of the, we're gonna yeah, one of the torpedoes. Nick Nick takes over because yeah. you're you're master of yeah. this, but he, he can give the he can give the dumb person version. Yeah. It's like Captain, we're gonna take Neil to shuttle and have it do a warp core breach to blow us out of the orbit of the singularity. And ride the shock wave out. Like surfing a Torellian wave. <laughs> Sounds like a possible plan. The Nick kinda just like there's no view screen, it's all audio, Nick kinda looks at you. Uh, the alternative is two of our own shuttles. So, take Neelix's. I'll uh, soften the blow for him. Okay. <laughs> Who's going to be piloting that shuttle? That means. Um, I'm pretty sure can, you can work off an, uh, an automation uh, or something, right? Yes. Yeah, I can probably be. link it into the ship. So it's easier to coordinate one large shuttle and two smaller ones. That's so why. Time yeah. I can time myself better to one if we have a remote on. Perfect. I'll start working on a program for that. Yeah, I'll head to the con. Okay. All right, keep me updated. So Where is Neil's going to show up to talk to you about this? He, oh. can't, he can't come to your ready room. It's through uh, the bridge. Yeah. He's not locked. Yeah. <laughs> a dark He's corner. It's a dark hallway. I mean, he can come up if you invite him up to the bridge. <laughs> I shall invite him up to the bridge. Well, hello, Captain. 
Hello, Mr. Neil. You're in hit your room, right? Like with the little raised dais, you're taller than him no matter what. <laughs> yes. He's sitting in that slouch chair and the room's darker. Klingon uh, things on the walls. Yeah, Klingons and Romulans have better vision, so they use lower light settings. Like, uh... Cardassians. Yeah, Kodassians. actually. That's something I should probably mention. <laughs> the, the med bay is usually way hotter than you people are fucking used to, and nowhere near as bright as you guys right. are used to. The, the med bay is actually really bright in the early seasons, and if you watch later seasons of Voyager, they actually turn the light levels down. Like Same a, with the Cargo Bay 7 lives in. Like, oh, Captain, we just have conserving energy, so let's dim all the light bulbs. I think he uses <laughs> candles. So just, it's very dark in here. Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, Captain, how can I help you today? You know, I meant to bring it up to you. Um, Kess and I were talking, and I had a plan, actually, to boost ship morale. Do tell. Well, the idea was, is you're eating replicator rations, and repli and rations can only get you so far, especially this replicated food. You know, water, basics, they taste really good. But what I was thinking is, we have a lot of empty space in the mess hall. I could convert that into a fry kitchen, and I could cook up real cooked fresh food from the material we trade from other travelers. As likely as well as the hydroponics bay that uh, you'll be building in Cargo 2, yes? Oh yeah, we can use material from that. You know, they, they both kind of do the same thing. And the mess hall's a communal eating area, and that would really raise shit morale and help uh, your two crews integrate. This sounds like you wish to uh, stay with us for a fair while then, yes? <laughs> I am your chief, I am your uh, senior Talaxian on board. Excellent, that does sound like we can find you a perhaps permanent position here. Yeah. On that note, we need your shuttle. Wait, what? <laughs> My shuttle? Uh, yes. How much do you know about scene, it? Scene swipe to Nick and, um... Takis. Yeah, Takis. Just hauling up with a cartload all the shit in his shuttle, <laughs> throwing it into big, like, fucking containers. There's a giant stuffed moth spider that was hanging off of his fucking rearview mirror. That brings him good luck. Or no, it's hanging off the warp core. Yeah. And Tom's like, oh, or Nick's like, oh, 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 spider. Everything's going off the ship. Wow, he keeps a lot of rats in here. I'm taking like ch I'm like bolting Neat. chairs off the thing. Like I'm taking every spare part. I'm taking panels apart. Into small parts of the ship. <laughs> hey, this will have some meat. <laughs> Deal with them. Dealing with those rabies cases. Fucking chew or, through the wires. Yeah, no, we, the we've, we've airtight sealed this cargo bay. Yeah, we force fielded this cargo bay as we're taking burning it all. Yeah, Nick has a stick and he's going around while you're doing that, hitting these vermin that are leaving, stunning them and putting them into a little box. <laughs> Like a lobster trap. Yeah, that's good. Swipe back. <laughs> what do you What do you need my ship for? I'm, you know, as a fellow captain, I'm always willing to lend a hand. A fellow captain, yes. <laughs> how <laughs> much? Nothing. How aware are you of our current situation? Oh, we're uh, we're uh, orbiting some sort of collapsed star. Indeed, and we are not able to escape without the assistance of your shuttle. We need it as a propulsion system of sorts to push us out of the uh, singularity. Well, I don't know that much about theoretical flight physics, but for a shuttle to help assist you out at the terminus of the orbit, wouldn't that mean that you'd have to leave the shuttle behind? Yes. But we I would... live in that ship. It's like, don't worry, we're not leaving behind. <laughs> <laughs> We will, of course, be removing all your personal possessions from the ship, and you will have your own quarters where you may keep them. And then we'll beam it aboard Voyager when we go to warp? 
because you 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 have you have matter energy converters. So, Mister, what's your what's your captain's name again? Corass. Captain Cor Corthas. It's Corthas. Yeah. Captain Corthas. You at, at the moment that you're leaving, you could just beam the ship aboard. Yes, I'm sure we probably. Was that meant you're, you're doing the math in your head real quick. Yeah. It is a really big ship. They don't beam shuttles aboard. Oh, it's con, so I would be able to figure that out. I also out. thought that what we were doing is blowing its warp core. Yes, you're yes. blowing like, it. He doesn't oh, know yeah. that. He doesn't yeah. know he that doesn't. stage of like, it. Like, we're blowing its warp core, so you, his, you his, know that we can't do that. <laughs> his, his, in his mind, his ship's going to be running its engines at, like, full power under the ship, giving that extra bit of boost, and then you're going to be leaving the ship behind. Yeah. Like, you know, you have the little tugboats in... Yeah, like a tugboat. Like, like a tugboat. Yeah. Though your ship is large. It is unfortunately not powerful enough to give us the proper push, so we will be detonating its warp core. Um, I want to say pass, Captain. Maybe we can go back to the drawing board on that plan? Neelix, we would really owe you for this. Well, and of course, what if we've left a crack in the right event horizon when we first came in? Couldn't we use that to escape from this? Neelix. That's so that sounds <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> we could use antimatter deflector dish to open the crack in the event horizon to slip through. Neelix. Okay, Neelix, imagine you have a car that only has certain <laughs> Do you do the car and the diagram? Yes. <laughs> yeah, we'll go we'll just erase a bit of this circle and the circle won't stop us anymore. That's not how science works, Neelix. <laughs> That's right, not okay. how anything works. <laughs> I suppose I'd be okay with that. Until we could find at least another vessel for me. I'm sure we'll come across things on our journeys with a ship like this and the trade you do. You can't just rely on one tr uh, vessel for the entire 70-year journey. Of course not. So how about we do that? I can set up my mess hall kitchen in that cargo way for the hydroponics. That way people can eat in a more natural environment. You know, with plants and stuff around. Mm -hmm. And you and I could discuss these matters further with a fleet meeting once a month in the captain's lounge for the captains on this ship. Do I have intimidate? He's basically saying him and the captain are going to get the mess hall to themselves. Not the mess hall. Remember, the part where Neil's kitchen is uh, used to be a sealed off building that was only for the captain to privately eat, isolated from the rest of the filthy crewmen that lived on the ship. Uh, that had, like, art and, like, probably better food inside. I'm going to get some mini fridge and a massage chair. And he's just saying once a month you guys would get together and have a captain-to-captain -captain meal and exchange ideas in that private room. That sounds like torture. <laughs> <laughs> what do you call stranding people here for 70 years, Janeway? Not you, Janeway. <laughs> An adventure. You are aware, Mr. Nalix, that uh, without the use of your ship in such a way, you too will be trapped here. Oh, of course, I would definitely be giving my ship up. Like, it would be very selfish of me not to give us every opportunity we had to get uh, you guys home. It just... Eventually, you're going to need more ships. And uh, since I'm already acting as a sort of, you know, senior Talaxian ambassador to the other areas in the region, to the other uh, societies in the region, it would help if we exchanged ideas and I give you info dumps on a monthly basis on the areas we're moving through. In a formal setting. That way, 
you know, I don't have to uh, come to the bridge to give you intermittent updates when you might need them and interrupt your daily workflow. That sounds like an acceptable exchange, Mr. Alex. Well, that's great. You know what? This has been a very good day, Mr. Vulcan. Thank you very much. Have a good day, Mr. Neelix. And thank you. Yeah, I gotta go down to the ship, though. I have this stuffed pariah uh, spider rat above my warp cord. It's a good luck charm. I want to make sure that I can, you know, put that somewhere and get ice. I am sure they are handling everything on that ship with the utmost delicacy. Seems quite hiking everything. The entire cargo bay is on fire. You spaced yourselves because you were covered in fleas. <laughs> oh, I gotta grab my spare clothes. So, like, Neelix is pretty uh, good at convincing people to do stuff. He's pretty good at persuasion. He convinced you idiots to take him on board. Right. And that his elf girlfriend was necessary to bring. <laughs> the goldfish. Don't that you're feeding and clothing. You shouldn't leave them both on the planet. Well, she's nice and she's good. She's literally going to live to the end. She's literally going to die old age to the end of this sentence. And you're giving her the same food you're giving the crew members that are going to live another 70 to 80 years. And we just have a yeah. water bottle up in her cage. And, you know. A little room that has like all other Ocompans painted on it. Like Coco, that gorilla. Occasionally we fit your sunflower seeds. We call it's it okay. Mayfly. Picturing uh, the Jerry Daycare. The Jerry Daycare. <laughs> the bird town. The bird town from living years. So yeah, Neelix walks on out in his, t in his uh, Joseph's multicolored uh, dream captain's coat and heads on down to the turbolift, never to bother the bridge again. Because he'll just meet with you once a month over dinner. You owe me. You all owe me. <laughs> I'll resurrect Janeway. Chill, so. captain. So yeah, uh, scene swipe, Neelix comes by just to make sure his stuff's fine, his stuff's fine. He's like, I just, I just want to take a few minutes to look at her, you know, one last time. A lot of memories being this ship. That's fair. Cliff's notes of, like, scenes play of him being a dirty hobo in the ship when you guys first contacted him when Jamie was alive. Yep. Good memories. Scene swipe as I'm, like, drilling plates off. Like, I'm taking every spare part off of the ship I can. Oh, yeah. That like doesn't. There's need a to lot be. of smuggler reports in this thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll get Full of Neelix. stuff. I'll get Neelix to like point out things too in case we miss. Things. Oh yeah, he'll show you all the tricks. A lot of smuggler uh, 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 bolts in here. Yeah. It's like yeah, this is Tarkalian spice. Perfect. Huck it. <laughs> I've never done this spice before. <laughs> it's a very good spice melange. You get it from a desert world. Just throwing everything off of it. It's all being quarantined, too, by the way. Like, we're not putting anything on the ship until it's going through, you know. You know, if you're worried about uh, quarantine and stuff, you should probably set up a protocol where that electronic man from the sickbay goes over all the things that are brought on board because he can't be exposed to airborne diseases and pathogens. Actually, that's... Why is this version of Neelix so much better than the real one? <laughs> like, he's too just... smart. Devin, what the shit? I'll just be like, that's it's actually a man. really good idea, Neelix. I'll buzz the doctor. Uh... I had and this then, great idea. Did he already merge with Tuvok? <laughs> He's already merged with Tuvok. He is Tuvok. He didn't notice. Wow, um, you're so much higher. <laughs> yeah, I'll basically relay what he said to you. So that... Because there's hollow projectors in here. No, there isn't. Oh, oh well then... I'll, I'll Season, you, you, tell, you tell Nicole's character... What's your character's name? Durrell. Durrell. Yeah, you tell Ivik Durrell... That when season four rolls around and you're you get the mobile uh, EMH emitter, that that'd be a great well, thing. No, I'm just because I'm engineering, <laughs> so I'm just gonna build some um, projectors in here. 
it's trickier. Yeah. It's a side project. Yeah, but I mean, I can take projectors out of somewhere else. Because <laughs> they have their own, like, um, power system. Presumably that's really hard, but I mean... We're, you're Starfleet, so... Yeah, so I can it. take it out of somewhere else and just make an extra long cable going down. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, alright, we're back to the... Me, the me, we're back to the A plot. The B plot was Neelix. <laughs> Apparently the B plot was Neelix and dealing with him and how horrible he is. He's great. Yes. <laughs> the A plot of you guys are stuck in a gravity well and are going to die uh, resurfaces. <laughs> So you retrofit uh, a f- antimatter warhead, and you're gonna attach it to Neelix's shuttle. You've removed the problem of Neelix not wanting to give up his shovel shuttles, thanks to Kevin. Yep. Um, do you want to automate the shuttle? Yes. Automating the shuttle will be tricky, so that is going to require, I guess. Roll. <laughs> yeah, like I, I should look up threats. Even if threats you're not able to do that, we probably could have someone piloting it, yeah. then be in the mouth at the last minute. Well, I can, I can ignore the first complication of a task. Seriously? Yeah. It says complication. Yes. The first complication generated on the task generated. may be ignored. Generated. That's yeah. if you roll a 20. Oh, um, I see. Yeah, complication is different from threat. Let me pause. All right, and we're back. So I spent <coughs> the eight threat I started with to create three complications to this solution you have to blow up Neelix's shuttle to free yourselves from the gravity well of this quantum subspace singularity that we've thrown a bunch of words at. The three complications are as follows. One, this entire solution is energy taxing. So if you do it, it'll be impossible to do again until you deal with the complication of energy taxing. It's disabling you from doing it. uh, Number two, you're deep in the singularity, increasing the difficulty of escaping or like transporting people to and from ships by one. Uh, and number three, programming an automated control is difficult, is disabling you from making this a unmanned mission with Neil's shuttle. If you resolve that complication, you can have a manned mission, or you can have an unmanned mission, and just have like a, like a whatever do it. Yeah. So I think we're going to tackle that first. Stop. If we like <clears throat> literally move out from the middle of the singularity, is that solving the second one, or do you mean anything? Thing anywhere within the singularity that we can move right now is deep in it. Yeah, you're, okay, you're being dragged deeper and deeper into it. Gotcha. Yeah. So we'll deal with the unmanned issue. All right. Um, you, Nick, and which one of you two is good at piloting? They're um, both actually pretty good, but Kevin's super good. He's a captain. But let's see. Well, I mean, like, you know, trying to figure out a solution. Oh. Let's see. I'm good at science. Well, country, and I've got small crafts. As uh, my talent, so focus. Give you the one to go for, yeah. Okay. All right. So, yeah, it's you two and Nick Lacarno. Okay. All right, we got to get this thing automated. Um, a, a lot of automation designs have, like, moved forward a lot since, you know, Kirk and Co. stole their ship and put it on autopilot back in the day. Yeah. We could probably open something up for this, but it has to be really precise. It has to be synced up with the ship. And the quantum singularity is causing a lot of interference. Yeah. And so we're dealing with a singularity, then that also delays the time. Yeah, the time dilation is huge <coughs> for piloting. Yeah. Mm. Which might be an issue even if we're not talking about automation, we're talking about the person manning it. You know, yeah. back when I was part of uh, Red Squad, we had uh, we would do shuttle maneuvers, and uh, part of our ship's computers were actually synchronized together. Uh, I think <coughs> I remember some of the code block for that. 
because the two would have to be in pretty tight quarters, seeing as the shuttle's going to be directly under us. And I'd have to have an algorithm for the time delay, too, in or with that. Should we use... Ooh, yeah, and the interference that um, <clears throat> the doctor picked up. Yes, so we've already reverse engineered the, that interference, and I have that code. Mm -hmm. So between the code to connect the sh two ships, the code for the interference, and a time di dilution algorithm, we should be able to sync the two ships perfectly. Should we do some quantum coupling of uh, particles that will... Basically, whatever happens on one particle happens on another, and you use that. <laughs> oh, I've read about that and when I was in the that academy. That work too, yes. Yeah. Although, like one one particle uh, is acted upon and the other one responds, right? Yeah. Yes. Hey, I read about that. Although, <laughs> that's an actual thing. I know. I was like, <laughs> it sounds like you're talking about actual science you about, which is just so yes. crazy. Yeah. We're signed, we're Starfleet officers. I don't think we have the time to set that up, though. Unless I don't know if we have the time to set that up. Yeah, I think just a generic code program. Wanna. You know, when I was in the Academy, I read this case file about the Enterprise. They encountered these computer brains that could self-learn pretty rapidly using replicator technology. Could we rig up a like one of the shuttlecraft's data cores using the isolinear system to give it a quick piloting lesson? Sort of like a hologram, but we just uh, like a hologram matrix. We just plug it into the console. I was thinking about using a hologram, actually. Yes, um, but I mean the hologram emitters are having problems. Currently. Well, we wouldn't use them. Yeah. Well, we wouldn't use an emitter. We we would just take uh, an isolinear data core and give it the same kind of programming as a hologram. Like we could just grab Similar anywhere from the, the flight EMT. Record. I thought we didn't have isolinear shit because we have bioneural gel packs. No, no, it's isolinear and bioneural. Okay, just wanted to. <laughs> I was... Plus, the shuttlecraft aren't bioneural. Fair, yeah. fair, and Neil one specially. We can rip the core out of the Cochrane, and uh, that's one of your shuttlecraft. Yeah. And uh, who's a good pilot? Uh, I know. No, what, that we have on file. Oh, sir. I'm, we have many, like, <laughs> there's a number of pilots on file. I mean, the captain was an amazing pilot. We've got uh, Daryl White. Even, even Nick, uh, Nick should be on file. No, no, they won't have a holographic recreation of me. But we do have Hikaru Sulu. Okay. He was the helmsman for the Enterprise. Ah, yes. The original. Perfect. We have him in the database. We'll just load him up into the computer core. Perfect. I'll okay. the holodeck. Okay. So I start working on Everyone breaks! Yeah, start working on programming and a bunch of stuff, pulling parts apart. And... Uh, Bolana grabs a hyperspanner and heads over to the Cochrane and starts ripping out its isolinear processor, brings up the schematics for the exocomps, and uh, so he's probably going to have to tear out one of the replicators. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, the replicators, they only replicate themselves. <laughs> So yeah, uh, you guys working together, you'll have you'll you'll end up disabling a shuttlecraft until you can properly get the spare parts out to build a new uh, data core for the Cochrane. Yeah. Womp womp. But it only cost you one shuttlecraft instead of two, and the shuttlecraft is still there. Yeah. Yeah. You just gotta fix its brain. All right, that is enough to get the automated control up. So when you go inside Neon's ship, there's basically a computer core over top of the the piloting console that you guys have smashed open the glass of the piloting console and plugged it in and given it loaded up with the the basically the piloting data of uh, holographic pilot matrix. You know, uh, Nick Ricardo set up set it up quite right using his Red Squad experience. 
The three of you come together on this. Uh huh. Perfect. Almost bad for it now. I know, it's a nice ship. Well, mm. well it's a nice processing. System. It's a... Uh... It's a pretty good project. I almost feel bad. It's like when you find an old shuttle or an old uh, ship out by the docks and you bring it in, fix it up, and then you get rid of it for the new one. Yeah. Oh. It's okay. We can... Captain! Hmm? The shuttlecraft... Uh, the shuttle... The... Um, what was the other... The ship's ready. We taught it how to fly. Perfect. Is everything ready to go? Um... Yeah, I don't think yeah. there's anything left here. We got one shot at this, Captain, so... All right, let's make it count. Yeah. All Stations. Right. Okay. Okay, so you guys are going to head at maximum warp away from the singularity. You guys have done the math with your sensors to figure out where the apex of the roller coaster basically is on the Mobius Strip. Yeah. Where the parabola is. And then at that apex, where Neelix's shuttle is, like, latched onto the underside... It's going to separate. You're going to put all the shields between you and Neelix's shuttle, and it's going to warp core breach and fire you off an orthogonal vector. Yep. yep. All right. So because you removed the automated control problem, boop, it's gone. Uh, you have an automated shuttle that has a halt that has basically a, an artificial intelligence core running on it that you jerry together in a heartbeat. That'll be able to learn and react and build new neural pathways as it flies along for this to keep in sync. Because it, it needs to be synchronized mm -hmm. and like detach and start to fly alongside you at maximum speed for yeah. the brief time it'll be at maximum speed uh, before it leaves your warp field and then blows. Because yeah. it'll, it'll be within the warp bubble you create. Yeah. Um, yeah, you have everything you need. Who's going to be rolling? What's going to roll be like? This sounds like... And we're back. So, before... Uh, during the break, we did all the rolling. So what's happening is... Oh, we didn't have the Voyager aid you. Because okay. you're using its fucking con. That was the whole point of using the Voyager. Oh, yeah. It was like a d20 under the thing. 19, no. Nah, it didn't. Voyager didn't help for dick. Thanks, Fuck you, shit. Voyager. Anyway... Oh, shit. Fuck. Oh, damn it! <laughs> Keep swearing. I'm trying not to because it's Star Trek. Fuck you. <laughs> no, that's just with extra steps. You don't swear in Star Trek. Science ever. Family. Anyway. Uh, let me just... Okay. So, uh, we did a bunch of dice rolling. Voyager and Kevin's character were aiding Peter's character at the con to make this entire insane plan work. And uh, Kevin succeeded at aiding... Peter got, what, three successes? Uh, three successes after spending one... Uh, momentum, momentum. And you got a re-roll because of various powers at play. Yeah. So for the three successes you needed, you got four successes, which means you triumphantly got through the problem. So... What's up? You put the ship up to full, full warp. You head as far as the singularity as possible. Everyone's keeping track of numbers. Tom has taken one of the... Um, the science stations or whatever to try and track what's going on with the sensors. And, uh, yeah, you keep counting down until the eventual apex of the, uh, the, uh, um, parabola of this singularity. Once you get, as you're approaching the apex, the Elixir ship at full warp disengages from the bottom of Voyager and gets to the just outside the warp bubble, um, presumably who's a tactical, cranks the shields up to full just under Neelix's shuttle, 
and the automated Hikaru Sulu brain on board commits suicide and blows the warp core while keeping uh, balanced with uh, uh, Voyager. The warp core breach, the matter-antimatter eruption, throws Voyager clear of the event horizon of the singularity uh, back to normal space, uh, causing, like, everything goes dark, uh, one of the, con like, the consoles go out and stuff, there's damage to the ship, unavoidable, yep. uh, and you're thrown clear of the quantum singularity. Perfect. Yep. Everyone kind of gets up because they were tossed around because there's no seatbelts here. Shaggy time. Status report. Uh, most, no injuries here, like no major injuries at least. I'm reporting that, oh, Chakotay exists. I keep forgetting this email. <laughs> Captain, it looks like we have been thrown clear of the singularity. There are some damage to internal systems, but looks like we're still in one piece. Excellent, leave behind a beacon. Yeah, yeah, bad bumps and stuff. Yeah. Um, Joe Carey hit his nose on a console. <laughs> Did he now? Or did Valana conveniently push him at a convenient moment? Leave behind a beacon warning anyone else of uh, the danger of the singularity. Beacon away, Captain. Alright, full speed ahead. Alright. Well done. Yeah, everyone's pretty happy with this. This worked out just fine. Well done. Yep. <sighs> we lived. Oh. Congratulations, team. We did it. We got through Parallax. So I'm supposed to give out rewards, which we'll double check on later, because yep. I don't want to go through the book right now in yeah. awkward silence. So, uh, yeah, whatever rewards get handed out for the game system, we will hand out. Uh, thoughts? Um, it's really roll-heavy, I suppose. Is yeah. It? I, don't, I don't think it was super roll-heavy. It's just more than you... Okay. It was way more we than the veil, which was yeah, the last we thing we played. normally have games where we're very roleplay heavy, and we basically never roll ever. So this game actually rolling is important, so it came up more. But I don't think it was like super roll heavy. Also, uh, this episode is specifically very insular. We're all mm -hmm. in the ship doing our own thing. Most episodes deal with us interacting with other people, and so scenarios. it'll be yeah, it'll be more roleplay heavy. As we talked about before. Uh, the companion to this game would be SF Debris reviews of each episode. Oh, yes. And he rates Voyager episodes, and Parallax, I think, out of 10 relative to each series, got a 2 out of 10. It's one of the worst ones, and it's a terrible season one episode. It's a real mistake for us to have started with it. Yeah. Well, we had to start with it. Like, we're not going to not do it just because it's kind of shitty. Like, it's... Maybe in the future we will just not do it because it's kind of shitty. I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, I was very unsure the first part of the session we did, like it was very rough, and then it kind of grew into its own where we got a better rhythm. I think yeah, it's basically, how... once they're going off the script, I think things started yeah. moving. Yeah, I, I was very, <coughs> I personally was really lost in that early part. Yeah, it, it was too much uh, just us reading lines from the show, essentially. Yeah. Um, I also think it's hilarious that Neelix is like a way better character now that you're writing him instead. <laughs> that nineteen ninety that maybe nineteen ninety five TV guide article that talks about him being like Quark. He has to be intelligent, even if he is kind of dumb. He's a breakaway character. No. He's a breakaway character. You're gonna have fucking Chakotix or Neil Cote by the end of uh, season two. Yeah. That'll probably be interesting. I keep trying to play Chakotay as stern. I keep trying to play him as Qui Gon Jinn. 
Uh, <laughs> like the terrible character Asian where he's stern and aloof and wise, but there's nothing Bland. there. But yeah, every once in a while I, I slip into Wooden Robot, who wants to be a real boy. As did uh, whatever Beltrum. Robert Beltrum. Yes. yes. As, as a form of protest, as did Robert Beltrum. <laughs> Uh, Parallax is an awful, awful episode. It has terrible uh, science, really bad, stilted dialogue, awful acting, and that's even the actor's fault. Um, as the SF Debris Review will tell you, which will probably be linked in all of our episode descriptions for the episodes we do, um, all the bad acting has been repeatedly said by the actors to be intentional. Like, they were told to act that way, even for the parts that, like, were really bad. Uh, I would not recommend anyone watch Parallax. <laughs> But, you know, watch it if you want to see what we did different, because it's basically, they're not even similar anymore. I also like, I like the characters, and yeah. uh, you get a lot of Janeway smiling smugly. Oh my god! Uh, it's pretty Smuggler. great. It also establishes uh, uh, Janeway and Alana becoming people that... Mentor and protege. Yeah. So... <laughs> Yes, I, the captain of the ship, will go on this little dinky shuttle with this gal to have a moment, you know, to put the whole ship in danger because, you know, the captain's not there anymore. I'm trying to establish personalities for the crew that are showing up. You guys didn't get to see Seska or that other one, Maki, threaten to murder you all and, like, steal the ship if Chakotay gave the order. That didn't happen. You didn't see that happen. <laughs> but I'm trying to establish personalities for everyone. So Chicote is stern and distant. And Nick Lacarno is, you know, eh, super informal. And Bolana has weird solutions. Like, what if we rip a replicator out of the wall and build an exocomp from that episode of TNG and make it sentient and send it to do our work for us? And, um... What's his name? With the nose. Oh. With the nose? They want oh. to both beat up. Joe Carey. Yeah. I'm trying to make Joe Carey an actual character instead of someone the show will eventually just forget. <laughs> literally forget. They literally forgot about him. Uh, but yeah uh, so for this season I have an idea for an overarching myth arc and none of it showed up in this well how could it we were slipping over exactly there. right um and I don't know what the next episode is let me just pause real quick okay so uh, we were just talking about how we would do the next episode after uh, time after parallax and that's gonna be time and again so, I guess we'll give you a brief preview, and then we will sign off. Next time on Star Trek, Lost in, uh, no, Intergalactic. Uh, time and again, the crew of the Voyager find a time hole on a dead world and go back to save a civilization from killing themselves so they can take their antimatter fuel for their ship. What will happen? One of the crew members will probably die. It might be Joe Carey. Next time, Star Trek Intergalactic, tune in, NBC. So, I was Devin, the Star Trek Adventures equivalent of a storyteller, and we had today on board... Nicole. Kevin. Peter. Ian. And this is sponsored by Nobody, signing off. Mm -hmm.